Welcome back, everybody, to Mama Pang's Parenting Podcast. This is podcast number three, so I hope you've been listening all along. Um, Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Reach out and give us some feedback. And obviously, make sure to subscribe and review each podcast for me. Um, Today's topic is talking with your kids. And, um, you know, it's, it's really important that we are having open communication with our kids starting at a very young age and following it through, right? Um, there's really never a time not to be uh, having that open communication in your family. So you might be coming up with some difficulties. I want to kind of go through um, the hows and the what fors and then um, wrap it up at the end with uh, the whys. So Talking with our kids starts really young. You know, babies start uh, and connect with us through eye contact. Um, You might notice as you're dealing with an infant, if you are kind of making faces at them at a really, really young age, they're mimicking you. Okay. I can remember um, sticking my tongue out at my daughter when she was a tiny baby and the reaction of, oh my gosh, she's mimicking me. And that's our first form of communication, right? Um, They're locking eyes when they can, right? That takes a little while for infants, but as they... Uh, as the eyes develop, um, they you become clearer and clearer to them, and they start mimicking you, and and that, like I said, that's that first form of communication. So um, I think that's where they came up with it being flattery, right? Um, but we want to communicate with them, and as they're little, um, people have kind of gone back and forth on baby talk versus just talking more adult-like. And I'm of the mind that um, baby talk is one thing versus talking down to a child. That's totally different. Um, I think children tend to hear things in a higher register. And so when you're doing baby talk, you know, you're like, oh, sweetie, you look so cute today. Or, oh, I just love, you know, that's a little bit of that baby talk. It's in a higher register. You're kind of um, catching their attention. So I don't think there's anything negative about that type of talk. Um, and our kids need that. They need to connect with us for brain development. So start that very young and continue talking with them. And then the type of communication you have with them will grow as they grow. Um, Toddlers need to have us um, have these interactions and these conversations with them. And it tends to be in, you know, a little bit higher register or a little sweeter sound to it sometimes. And we're just encouraging that interaction. Um, Talking with your kids, uh, having open communication is huge because you want to be the first person they come to when there's a problem. And so you're giving them the opportunity to have a connection with you, that that communication connection. And it starts, like I said, with that visual, and then it proceeds to um, having words. So we talk a lot about toddlers and, you know, how many words do they have by a certain age? These are huge, important milestones, but they're not end-all, be-alls. I always talk with parents that have... Um, an older child and then the younger child. And and you hear a lot about, well, 
The younger child doesn't have as many words yet. That's really not uncommon because the older child is probably talking for them. <laughs> um, that happens quite often. So uh, as you're building your communication skills with your, your children, you can kind of remind the older child, oh, well, we're going to let, you know, so-and-so tell us what they think instead of filling it in for them. Um, but you're, you're creating that communication with them. I think the average is um, in toddler years, you want to have at least 300 words starting to swim around by ages anywhere from two to three um, so that they have some identifying factors. I also want to talk a little bit about um, another type of communication that's really important in the toddler age, and that is um, baby sign language. Um, for some reason, uh, just brain development-wise, uh, people have kind of shied away um, from from baby sign language, and I think they're missing the point. I've, I've heard people say, well, if you don't require them to talk, you give them these signs, you know, they won't become verbal. And I don't, I don't think the science backs that up. I think what it gives us is um, kids get very frustrated when they can't communicate. And so if you're giving um, your toddler the ability to tell you, you know, to, to sign language with you, they want more of something. They're, they're giving you thank you. They can sign mom or dad. Um, you're opening up another level of communication with them and allowing them not to be as frustrated. So um, another type of communication then is um, baby sign language. Then we get into um, talking with our, our school-age kids. And in here is just, it's so important, right? You've got so many things that are happening in their worlds and your ability to um, you know, join them, have that conversation. So if you have a four or five-year-old that's wanting to do um, a tea party or they want to have, um, let's let's have a monster play date or let's, you know, join them in that make-believe because you're getting an opportunity to communicate with what's important to them, right? And then um, that, that just gives you a, a, a view into their world. And, and listening. So here's the other part, right? Um, kids want to talk about some of the craziest things. And you need to listen because you get a view again into their world. And you might find um, some of their fears or some of their misconceptions. You know, that misconception can be um, is simple understanding of some big words. So the story is that the child um, in uh, kindergarten had some special needs, right? And the child comes home and says, so and so has special knees. And and that's a, a moment to stop and go, oh, okay, wait, their knees, their body parts aren't special. The word is needs. And there are some issues that this child may be struggling with, or maybe they have a diagnosed um, uh, learning disability, and that is what special needs are. So there's an opportunity to listen and then offer that clarification because, you know, that's that's very confusing. Why are their knees needing something um, and mine don't? Um, so, you know, that opportunity to listen is huge in communication. Um, the other thing always seems to come back to um, 
problem solving. And we as parents uh, in this protective state that we're in, we want to get in and problem solve. And so many times our kids just need us to listen, to clarify, you know, oh, okay, so you're telling me that at school that happened, or you're telling me that your brother or your sister, oh, okay, now I get it. You know, um, why are you upset? And they're they're giving you the answers and you need to stop and, and really hear it before you kind of jump in and go, well, let me just take that, you know, you'll never go back to that play group again, or, oh, you can't hang out there, or um, instead of jumping in, you know, just get that opportunity to hear what's really going on. Um, talking with our kids, we're really losing an important aspect um, in our really busy worlds, and that's the dinner table conversation. So I can tell you, if it doesn't work, right, you don't have very many nights where you have everybody around the dinner table. It can be um, the car ride conversation. You know, everybody's eating um, and we're on our way to practice. So, okay, here's, you know, tell me, um, tell me some good things that happened to you today. Tell me how you viewed something differently today. Um, Ask meaningful questions and and you're going to get more meaningful answers back. Um, It's really tempting just to say, oh, how was your day? Um, We fall into that habit, especially at my house. And it's like, okay, what if we just said, you know, what happened today that really caught your attention? Or what was it about today that was great? Um, Did anybody do anything unusual did you learn something today you weren't expecting? Um, did you find a way to be kind today? Um, you know, in today's day and age, uh, finding kindness, um, I think it should be on purpose. So there, there's my plug for kindness. Um, and, and feel free to have that one be your go-to question. <laughs> uh, you know, did you see somebody doing something kind? Did you see someone offering a kindness to another person? Did you offer something kind to someone or did someone offer a kindness to you? Um, And then again, you know, you're back to listening. So spending that time uh, hearing what they're saying. Um, We are, our brains are are geared towards negative. It's the negativity bias. Um, We tend to remember negative things uh, easier And so really asking kids to look for um, the good things in the day, right, Um, will help them build a neural network around the positive, and then it becomes easier uh, to share and to think of things that are happening that are positive. And gosh, uh, today's day and age, we really need more, more kindness and more positive things out there for all of us, not just our kids. So then we're taking conversations. Um, Now we've got a little bit older kids. And this is when it gets tricky, right? Because um, I don't know if you've been told yet or not, but um, by the time they're teenagers, you have lost all your credibility, right? Uh, (laughs) You are just mom and dad or caregiver. um, And you certainly can't relate to them. You've never gone through anything like this. And and it goes on and on. And you have to kind of um, step back at that time, Um, but keep the lines of communication open. So it's kind of um, don't be 
don't be too offended when you find out that you're suddenly just you you know nothing um but but offer that listening ear and offer that empathy so this is a um an age of a lot of emotions uh, a lot of hormones driving those emotions and sometimes it's going to feel like wow this is this is so big they're making a mountain out of a molehill right but to them it's a mountain so offering to listen don't problem solve i am preaching to the choir i will be the first to say i did not always do the best job um but i'm trying to share this with you so that as you're as you're going through this part of parenting that you can go okay i can i can remember mama pang said yep this is hard and we can just step back and try to listen try to help hold those big emotions and know that you know this is not permanent um the good news is the roller coaster evens out as they get older as they learn to go through some of those issues and with your help um in communication of helping hold um and listening and being there you know that that um trusted confidant even if they think you know nothing um being that trusted confidant will pay off because then they're going to come to you when there are some really big um difficult issues and teenage years they're just full of ups and downs of big issues uh small issues that feel big um there can be crises uh but having that open communication in your family you know that allows you to um help support them through those big issues. And then the good news is gosh by the time they're starting into young adulthood um you start to gain back some knowledge. I I'm not sure how that works. Uh <laughs> but it comes full circle and uh you'll get those times where your kids are able to talk to you again and be like, "Wow, you know, thanks mom or dad or, you know, if you're a caregiver, you know, thank you for being that caregiver for them. And they're going to say it. They're going to have that moment of, "Huh. I I really appreciate when I was little or when I was younger or do you remember how difficult it was when I had that issue in high school and um and we got through it, you know. Um so it kind of comes full circle in the communication. And then gosh, you're you're lucky. Then they become kind of a a partner in adulthood and uh you'll still stay um you know the most important person in their world because you built that communication with them and then they're going to reach back out you're going to have a lot of fun memory time so really um just keeping those lines of communication start to finish boy when they're little all the way through to adulthood um it offers you the chance to uh to really stay connected with them. In the upcoming podcast, um our next topic will be how do I talk to the um parents or guardians of my child's friends. So, um that's another touchstone. Uh I was someone reached out and said, you know, "Hey Mama Peng, I need some guidance on some of this." So, we'll be talking about that next time. Again, feel free to reach out, touch to- touch base with me on Facebook. um our instagram give me some feedback and please again subscribe and follow and leave me a review